The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Monday morning as we start the week off together. And we greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day and hope you have a great day, a great week and doing well. And I hope you had a great weekend as well. Uh, we are coming kind of to the close of the book of Job. I mean, we're going to be 40 plus chapters. And so you would assume it would have taken longer than it did. But as you know, we really did a kind of a highlight version of what was happening. There's, there's a lot of the back and forth between these really four men and Job. And uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a spot and go to Job chapter 38. Excuse me, Job chapter 38. And what we get to see in this situation is we get to see God finally intervenes. As you know, as we've been studying on more than one occasion, Job was kind of in front of his friends begging if he could go to the courtroom of God and defend himself before God. And it was, uh, to an extent, a vindication to the people of, I was right, what you're saying of me is not true, I didn't do anything to deserve this, things of that nature. And so he just kept really stating more than once, if I could stand before God, you would understand. If you and I could go and we were standing before God, I could guarantee you that my integrity stands strong. And we know that because we've seen that court case before God, between him and, and Satan, we've seen that. And we've seen him prove God right with his integrity. But it's easy for us to look, you know, it's, but again, forget, they don't, they didn't know this. And so what we actually get now is God kind of comes down, brings him up and begins to have a conversation with Job. But he gives what you think Job wanted, but it definitely did not turn out that way. It did and it did not, I guess I could say. Let's go to, I'm going to, I mean, Job 38. Well, again, it's a couple chapters. We're just going to do some highlight of it and give you an idea of what happened here. So Job 38, verse one, then the Lord answered Job out of a whirlwind and said, who is that? Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? I love how God starts up. Who is this that darkeneth counsel? These people are trying to give knowledge. They make knowledge and counsel look bad. They have no knowledge. So who is doing this? Gird up, he says, gird up thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Verse 4, he says, where wast thou? When I laid the foundations of the earth, declare if thou hast understanding, who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it. So he starts off with one of the more popular sections of the book of Job. There's several of just these different um, verses that were pulled out, great verses we use a lot in today's principles, things that Job would taught, things we see God say. This is one of those that you can look back and say just a phenomenal context. So uh, God asked Job what he knew about creation. God, Job, thus got really kind of an oral exam of his life. He wanted his day in court, and it couldn't happen. It couldn't have been fun when you really find yourself really on cross-examination by God. He asked the question, how was the world made? What makes the sunrise? Where does the wind come from? Why do the stars shine? Who Can you command lightning bolts to strike? Do you provide for the animals of the world? Are you able to create a horse? And so he does that. He does that for two chapters, and he goes through. But he starts off this. I love that question, where are you? when I would lay the foundation of the world. Now, please understand, these are all rhetorical questions. Uh, God is asking questions he already knows the answers to, and Job knows the answer to. Obviously, Job was created. He wasn't there when God created. It's a rhetorical question. And so what happens is Job is like, God, I want answers for this. And God's like, 
Who do you think you are that you want the answer to this? Really, it's kind of what it comes down to. And God didn't come. Notice some things that happen. Sometimes, if we're not careful, and we find ourselves, not the extent that Job went through, but we find ourselves in circumstances like this where things aren't fair, things are rough, things seem hard. And we look at this. If we're not careful, we begin to place God in the same place we put other authorities in our life. I don't like the way the cop pulled me over. I don't like the, what the president's doing. I don't like what our governor's doing. I don't like this. I don't like my parents. I, you know what we do? We get irritated and we feel like we have a justifiable right to vent our anger towards these people. Now, the only reason it's a little different in this day and age is because the people around us, the other humans are that, just human. They will make mistakes. And so it's not abnormal to see people make mistakes. But in our scenario, it's different because we're we're talking about God here. So you would assume that God would come in and say, Job, let me explain to you what happened. Let me explain to you the conversation I had with Satan. Let's walk through this. Let me explain how I bragged on you and talked about your integrity. Uh, But that's not what God does. God just goes back and he begins to state, you think you have a right to ask me this. But I'm telling you straight out, who, where were you? Who, who do you think you are? Who were, where were you when I created the foundations of the world? He goes back and reminds who he was and who we are not. Then he goes, let's go to chapter 40. I'm in chapter 40, verse 1. Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contendeth with the Almighty instruct him? He that reproveth God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay mine hand upon my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer, yea, twice, but I will proceed no further. So imagine this. Now, you can look and say, it's, you know, it would have been nice for God to tell Job. Can I tell you, that's one of our problems. One of the battles we have in Christianity is that we feel like somehow we're waiting for God to justify and explain his actions in our lives. We're waiting for God to explain this current situation. We're waiting for God to explain why he allowed this disease or whatever it is. We sit back like somehow God owes us an answer to something, which of course we know he does not owe us an answer to this. But we often think like he does. And uh, you know, we wouldn't say that, but we, we struggle with that. And so Job has been vo- voicing, Lord, I wish I hadn't been born. Why would you let this happen? You know, he's not ever judging God for it. He's just mad. He's just frustrated it happened. And God comes back and says, are you going to then tell me? Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine all of a sudden, after all the things we say and how frustrated we can get to be in the presence of God? Now, we know we can go in prayer, but God doesn't audibly speak back to us in prayer. Can you imagine that? And it gives us a, an idea. Imagine what this must have been like. It's one thing to blame God when you think he doesn't hear. It's another thing to say that type of thing face to face to him. And guess what? We will do that one day. At the judgment seat of Christ, we will answer to God. We will answer for our questions, the things that we thought, the things that we've proclaimed. We will give an account. We will explain to God why we did what we did and did not do what we did not do. Why the opportunities he gave us, we chose to ignore. And why with everything we've been given in American Christianity, we were indifferent towards a lot of it. We will answer to God for that. And then the things that we've done for him, we will receive awards for. I hope you don't think this is going to be an easy thing where you finally get to go every once in a while. I hear this comment. I've even said it myself. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God about this, 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 this. First of all, when I get to heaven, I think what we're going to do is we're going to look around in absolute utter amazement. Then second of all, we're going to stand before the King of kings and Lord of lords, the great I am, the door, and all the things the Bible says about Jesus. I have a hard time believing we stand before the Savior, that we're going to stand there and say, you know, there's some things that happen on earth I really would love you to explain. 
Now, one, we probably will already understand it in our glorified bodies, but two, I just don't think that's going to happen. I just don't see us being arrogant as we are right now on this earth. On earth, we have a tendency to be so arrogant. I think when we get to heaven, we're going to be like, oh my goodness, oh wow. I think we're just going to sit there in awe at God. Can I challenge us? Maybe we should take some of that now in this, in this time. Share that awe to God now. It doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter because God's powerful, God's gracious, God's loving, and He's merciful, and have, and, and have awe of Him. Then he says one more thing. There's one more section of the scripture that's intriguing. I'm just going to read it as God kind of, a little bit more about God, but it, it kind of goes to questions that have been asked about it. Job 40, verse 15, Behold now, behemoth, which I made with thee, he eateth grass like an ox. Now, read the rest of the verses. He goes into a lot of detail about this massive creature. I mean, this absolutely, I mean, he goes, he lives under, he, he, he lieth under the shady trees and the covert of reed and fens. The shady trees cover him with a shadow. Um, verse 19, he is the chief of the ways. He that made him can make his sword to approach him. Uh, he, behold, he drinketh up a river and hastes not. He trusts. And so now verse 41, canst thou draw Leviathan with a hook? or his tongue with a cord. Now, really what we're seeing here is we're seeing two different scenarios. One, where God, the Lord directs Job's attention to these two creatures. Most of us would believe probably dinosaurs. That's why they were described that way. Probably the dinosaurs of the day gives us an idea of where does God describes these type of animals. Clearly, uh, these beasts were an epitome of strength, ferocity, and terror in Job's day. Yet they were also objects of God's creative power. So we're going to look back, probably the dinosaurs, we can see they lived in those days and just did not come back out through the flood. Uh, and you can see this looking at You get to see the fact that the things we look in the world, we say, I don't think they're true. They're in Scripture. We know they're there. And what you get again, a reminder of the great power that God has even in creation. So you look back and say, Lord, I, where are you? What's going on? Look around at the creation around you and see the Please understand, the things around you, your own body, they are not acts of nature. They are not accidents. They're not results of explosions or millions and billions of years of evolution. It's just not true, and it takes a whole lot more faith to believe that than it does believe in an intelligent design. What we see is God's creation. And we look at that, and we see the amazing beauty of God, and we see His power. And we can look at it and say, this is the God that I trust, and this is the God that's got a design for me, and I put my trust in Him. Thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Again, I always hope this is a help, it's an encouragement, and we do greatly appreciate being here. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow.